one podcast daring to ask the tough questions. Two idiots daring to answer the unanswerable leads to three trips to rehab after talking about four Christmases. Guys, welcome to the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. We are the show that wants to deck the halls, deck your family, deck Bucky Larson, and also deck a weird number of people that are like in the NFL. I, it's, it's weird. I, I don't understand why that's become a thing that we do. Guys, welcome to the show. I am your host, Max Steele. And as always, I am joined by the jolliest asshole in all of the land. It's Michael Flaherty, everyone. I'm, hey, hey! I we we're, you said it best. We got three. We got we got three uh three holes punched in our rehab punch card. Two more, and we get a free rehab trip. I thought just, they would just uh, give us some free frozen yogurt. You know, it's just a frozen so, yogurt card. It's ham, Sam. It's it's dude. Who knew rehab and rehab and froyo? Two 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 sides of the same coin. Well, guys, like we said earlier, we're. We're doing things a little a little bit differently today. You see, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know we, we cover schlocky movies. We cover the bad sci-fi, the bad action, the bad horror movies. Guys, you, you know this. But this time we wanted to do things a little bit differently because last week we were looking at our, um, you know, the movies that we've talked about. And we're like, you know what's missing? We haven't talked about a rom-com. And since it's Christmas, I mean, we couldn't think of a better movie to talk about than the 2008 Christmas rom-com with Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. It's motherfucking four Christmases, guys. It's dude. I honest, honest to God, four Christmases. That was one of those that you know what four Christmases was to me. It was one of those movies that immediately that I did not remember the name of at all. And then I saw the poster and I went, oh shit, this movie. Yeah, I remember not I remember not hearing good things about this movie. As like an eleven year old. <laughs> like and and I swear to God, like and you know what teed me off as a grown adult? And this is, you know what, this may be not giving him a fair shake, but I'll stand my ground on this one. Mm-hmm. I saw Vince Vaughn in it and I went, Oh, it's mm. not gonna be good, is it? Not a Vince Vaughn fan. I'm not a Vince Vaughn fan. I saw, I saw, what was the movie that he did? Uh, Swingers. He was good in Swingers. Mm-hmm. And then I think he was in, he was in another movie with Owen Wilson. Oh, oh, Wedding Crashers. There we go. Wedding Crashers. Wasn't he also Those in that two? movie, the, the Internship with Owen Wilson? Yeah, you know, that's like right. 2012? That, one was, that, one, that one was supposed to be okay. All right. All right. Maybe it was harsh, but he also did the remake for Psycho. And that's, uh, yeah. that's unforgivable. I mean, I feel I have mixed things. I have mixed feelings about Vince Vaughn. Um, he mm-hmm. was in a, he was in Freaky, which came out in 2020, which I didn't. Oh, really? Hate. Um, so he, he was in Brawl and Cell Block 99, which is kind of like a grindhouse style, you know, beat him up movie where Vince Vaughn has a head tattoo <laughs> and he fights people. And it's kind of Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn with a head tattoo just sounds like a weird, weird lead in. For a joke or or a pitch or a pitch meeting at like at like adult swim or something like that. No, literally, that's what the director said when he walked in. He's like, OK, so I have this idea about Vince Vaughn with a head tattoo. And the guy just shuts the books he's like, you son of a bitch. I'm in. Exactly. It's just some sweaty, like executive with burst capillaries, just red in the face going like just like, OK, Vince, Vince Vaughn 
has a face tattoo and it's a grindhouse move. And he goes, he goes, here's $2 million. Make it. But no, no, getting, getting back to four Christmases, since we haven't talked about a rom-com yet, Mike, I want to ask you, Mm -hmm. what are your opinions on the rom-com? I, okay. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to break the stereotypical mold and say, I love me some rom-coms. I love me some rom-coms. Really? Hey, 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 hey. I'm not, okay, granted, I am not someone who will sit there and just be like, you know what, time to cozy up with some, like, electric blanket, a hagen dazs in the notebook. I'm not, okay, we're not that deep. We're not that far into it. But I mean, that sounds like my Friday night, but go ahead. Hell yeah. Hey, dude, no shit. But honestly, some hagen dazs in an electric blanket sounds pretty awesome. And, and like Ryan, Ryan, Gos- Ryan Gosling, too, I'm just like, mm, yes, Dude, it's, I mean, hey, guys. Yeah, was, hey, exactly. But no, like, I don't know, man. I watched like, uh, what was the, what's the key here? Uh, Love Actually. I watched mm-hmm. Love Actually and that was pretty good. I'm like, mm-hmm. hell yeah. And then like, you could make arguments that Drive is like, is like dude, is like dude romantic movie. So I mean, mm-hmm. like, I mean, yeah. It's, hey, yeah, we, we, we got a soft spot at least on this end for rom-coms. Mm-hmm. And there, there can be some good rom-coms too. Like the 40-year-old virgin is technically classified as a rom-com. La La Land has mm-hmm. elements of a rom-com. Groundhog Day and The Princess Bride are considered rom-coms. Oh, Princess Bride's awesome. God yeah. damn, I love Princess Bride. <laughs> so as you can see, the rom-coms can be good, but where I think a lot of people get this negative connotation with rom-coms is from what I'm calling the hallmarketization of <laughs> rom-coms and i mean (laughs) this is i quite literally think this term only applies to rom-coms because i mean and obviously like you know there's kind of been you know the the uh this has happened before hallmark movies but you know what hallmarkization just sounds kind of good and i think you once you hear that you kind of understand what i'm talking about it's just shitting out movies like like four christmases like four christmases in a wedding like some nitpick your fucking Hallmark movie where it's like exactly big city. I don't know. Bank worker big, comes back to her yeah. small town and falls it's, in love with some with like with like it with like a like a quirky dopey farm boy who she's like initially she's like I can't stand you and then by the end they're like they're like I couldn't imagine being without you <laughs> and then and then yeah and then the day is saved and yeah so. People, people have people love these movies, but like the thing about a rom com is you need chemistry. That's like one of the main mm-hmm. things that that's you want, yeah. that you need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. where I think this that for Christmases fails is just the kind of lack of chemistry that <laughs> Reese it's, Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn have. It is, dude. It is. what's the opposite of electric because that's that between them you know those phrases where it's like oh my god i could cut the tension with a knife and it's like man i is it whoo man i could man i couldn't cut this with a jackhammer like it's just it is not tense it is it is it is like it is as electric as like pure rubber against an electrical socket like it is just there their relationship is quite literally the equivalent of wet paper towels. That is, <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> there is nothing there. But there, there's, a, but 
but there's a reason for that, dude. Uh, when they were filming this, like Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn just did not like each other. They hated working with one another so much so yeah. that there was a supposed I think there was supposed to be a sex scene that was going to be in the film. But Reese was like, nope, not doing it. I absolutely refuse. And oh my god. And I mean it just kind of it just kind of shows with that's this oh movie. yeah. Dude, it really does. It seriously does like and it's and it, it I just don't yeah. It's just crazy to me just because they're both they're both so like the the scenes where it's just the two of them are awful. They're awful. And then on top of that, it's just their characters are unlikable. And then they're put in scenarios that are just like that you're supposed to empathize with the oh my god, it's just so terrible. So terribly done. And you know, the thing is, it's not really their fault. Like they're just they're just some people that don't have chemistry. And and that's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the thing about making a movie is you really kind of have to find the people that do have chemistry. Yeah. And Mm-hmm. And in fact, like their personalities, like just really clashed behind the scenes. I saw an article where they were talking about how Vince Vaughn would like, you know, come in looking like he was just, I don't know, out taking shots of tequila the night before, while Reese Witherspoon would show up, you know, on time, ready to go, you know, camera ready. And Reese was like, okay, we got to block out the scenes. You know, we're going to, like, this is what's going to happen here. This is what's going to happen here. We're going to walk over this way. You're going to say this. You're going to say that. But Vince Vaughn was like, no, 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 that's not how I do things. You know, I'm all about ad lip. And he's just like, I got to let I got to just I got to just let it fly. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like, and what, is he a second city member? Why is he? Why? Dang, he's like, he's like, I go on the fly. Let's let's think. It, I, I do understand both sides. It's like mm-hmm. I understand both sides that they're coming from. But the problem is, it's like, you know, a lot of times people will say opposites attract in this scenario. No, opposites. Mm-hmm. Opposites drive each other up the wall. Like, it's, yeah, having I can totally see like both of those people having both of those ideals. Like, mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon is the most by the books person, and I could totally see Vince Vaughn being like, "I'm gonna show up, and I'm gonna tear the house down," purely based on faith and faith alone. <laughs> so, and before we continue to talk about the drinks that we made, I want to mention kind of the script of this movie. And I want to ask you, Mike, mm-hmm. what did you think of like the script, the writing and this the, kind of you know, I, the overall flow of the movie? It was just, see, okay. It was so, I did not like the writing at all, which mm-hmm. I mean, great. I feel like that's not a surprising like thing. I don't think anyone's like fucking flabbergasted that, that Honestly, I'd be surprised if you liked the writing, but like, oh, you are not alone. A lot of people did not yeah, like the writing. But okay, okay, dope, dope. But it's like <sighs> the writing for this. Now, with like with rom coms, there's supposed to be a level of like the writing should show growth and like the dialogue between the people. I almost feel like at least that this is like my idea of like how rom com should be. It should be like very awkward or like very like not clicking at first and then slowly and surely becoming more and more of this fluid, like rattling off of each other, really like 
synchronous sort of like dialogue that really flows very well. You can obviously you can obviously feel like emotion and weight with the with the way that the writing goes forward. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of it kind of has to feel like an evolution. Here mm-hmm. it's kind of like a devolution. It's kind of like they start off where they're like, yeah, they're we're rattling off of each other. Yeah, one, two, three, four. And then as it goes on, they're just just they don't change. They don't change. They just stay the same. And the dialogue doesn't improve. The dialogue just is stagnant. And the dialogue was not great to begin with. It's not like they were fucking like Kate Winslet and DiCaprio and Titanic. It was mm-hmm. it was pretty bad to begin with. And it just goes nowhere. So the writing for me was very tough. Because it did the thing a rom-com sh- can't, should not do. Which is evolve. Or it yeah, didn't and, do the rom-com thing a rom-com should do. Yeah, and even when they do, spoiler alert, I guess, for this movie. But if you're tuning in, you, you guys don't care about spoilers. So, like, even with, like, they start off this one way. And, you know, you can kind of say, oh, well, I mean, I guess technically, you know, they didn't want to have kids at the beginning. And now they're having kids at the very end. It doesn't seem like such a big, like, jump for the characters, especially considering they introduce this plot point of wanting to have kids like th- like halfway through sort of with Kate Wins with uh not Kate Winslet sorry you mentioned Kate Winslet now I just like, I don't mind. <laughs> I'm just thinking of an infinitely better movie. <laughs> sorry, yeah guys, I'm just ugh, wanting to block this movie from my brain. Like with Reese Witherspoon's character, they introduce this idea of, you know, wanting to have kids, but it's like kind of sort of there and then it's never really like the conflict between the two characters doesn't really happen until like three quarters of the way through the rest of the movie. So like for the first half of this movie, it really seems like, Oh, we're going to do like skits where we're going to go to each person's house and they're going to interact with new people and it's going to be funny. But then like, they're like, Oh wait, this is a rom-com movie. Like halfway, like halfway to two thirds of the way through and they're like, Oh, we got to revert this back to kind of have something to, to tie, to tie it all back together with. And yeah, it feels it feels rem- I love the way you put it. It feels like comedy skits. Like I had to sit there and pull back and be like, I'm not watching fucking robot chicken. I don't want removed skits. Just give me a goddamn rom-com. Present the conflict. Let them go through the whole hero's fucking journey and get to the resolution and the climax and blah, blah, blah. It's you can't just sit there and just do a vaudeville show and then pivot. Like it doesn't work like that. That's not how this stuff works. I mean, honestly, I'm just sitting here wishing I was like, damn, they really did cancel key and peel, man. I just, I'm just so mad about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're watching the first half. You're just like, damn, they really, they pulled, they pulled the plug on my boys right here. Or, or like, yeah, they're like, they're pulled the plug on. <laughs> you're like, wow, I wonder what happened to the Amanda show. <laughs> okay so get, we're not going to go down a amanda uh, the amanda show tangent guys we gotta gotta stay focused so mike if this movie were a drink what would it be and why okay okay i'm glad you asked um oh i got one so okay so i had to find so obviously holiday movies holiday cocktail strap in surprise it's a holiday cocktail now the, I, the, the holiday cocktail I had to come up with, it had to, it had to start off as serviceable, 
there had to be no growth. Mm -hmm. And then it just had to, instead of adding different things to create depth, just put more of the same thing in, i.e. irritating characters that don't grow or change. Mm -hmm. It's and, and, And so what I came up with, and people may sit there and turn their nose up, but I got I, I got some receipts and I feel like this all sort of ties together. It's an egg. It's eggnog. But I want to tell you, because there's a very specific method to this madness with this eggnog. So I'm going to say you start off. With some. Regular old like good eggnog. Like you pull out your eggnog, mm-hmm. your your eggnog cocktail, your like the pre some of the pre made stuff. Mm-hmm. Come on, it's a holiday movie. They churn these out. We're not getting fancy. We need them quick. So you're getting just your regular old pre made boozy eggnog. Pouring a little bit in, and then you go wait. There needs to be. There needs to. We need. We need hillbillies. We need rednecks involved in this. For some Always. goddamn reason, we need rednecks. Let's bring in, let's bring in backwater people for some reason. Let me introduce you to all smoky sh- moonshine flavored or, or or eggnog flavored moonshine. Oh, is that a thing? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and then you pour a wee bit of that in. Oh no! Oh, sorry, sorry. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta pull Ooh. it back together. We we gotta get, we gotta get middle class fancy with this. All right, let's get. Yeah, you know what? Let's. Let's raid your dad's. Let's raid your dad's like Christmas liquor pantry if that's a thing for some reason, and get and get some Evan Williams eggnog. Pour a little bit of that in, and then you know what? You, you know what? We gotta we gotta pull it back. We gotta pull it back. We gotta get over to this other other family and just get some get some Kirkland get some Kirkland eggnog. You know, nothing fancy, nothing here or there. But hey, it's but hey. There's a there there's a hit you get you feel it for some reason you feel the need to bring someone who's a hippie into it into this. So let's burn sage around this around this piece of eggnog. Pour that shit in. Fuck you. Who cares? Who knows? Is there is there depth to any of these eggnogs? No. Is it good? At one point it was, not anymore. Do, is it is it still at its base what it was? I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess technically nothing's changed. Is it going to be good? No, I, no. That is my that is my that is my four Christmases. Fucking four eggnogs or like five eggnogs. I don't know if it's five or four, but it's yeah. Dude, I, I couldn't keep track. There was sage thrown in there for some reason. Like it's I why is it out. why is his mom a hippie? It's, it's, why is, why is his mom to... sissy SpaceX? That's going to be the better why question. <laughs> Since he's basic, you why are you in this? You had so so much so much better to do. Be in the carry remake. I don't know, dude. I's mm, but I don't know. I I like I like the theme that you went with with the with the four eggnogs. You know the four Christmases. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. By, you know, oh, yeah. this might be the only time that we'd really be able to do an eggnog cocktail. So I'm happy that you took the advantage <laughs> of it. Yeah, exactly. I saw it and I took it. But you see, when when I look when I look at this movie, who knows? Maybe maybe one of the movies I'll do in December will be an eggnog cocktail. I don't know. I haven't decided Ooh. yet. But I don't know. When I saw this movie, 
I was like, okay, we got we got a Christmas, we got a rom com Christmas movie with skits thrown in there, but it's like you know, basic white girl Christmas. And I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if like all thirty something like white women out there would just be like, I love this movie. <laughs> like, I mean, yes, more. So I don't know why, but the way that I look at these movies is I look at them and oftentimes I have a direction. Like once I'm done, it's just that gut instinct that tells me like gin and I have a direct and I go that direction or whiskey and I go that direction. But this one at the end of this movie, I was like red wine. Mm, like, okay. Mm-hmm. So with a rom-com, we'd maybe expect like a sweeter red wine, like a Ruby port with it being a rom-com. But because of just the complete lack of chemistry between our two main characters, let's go with a dry wine, like a Pinot Noir, like a $5 oh. cheap dry wine. Make it oh. bitter as hell. Gosh. We got Christmas, okay? What would that be? So in some peppermint schnapps. Keep it basic. I, I was going to go with like a Rumpelmints, but that's a little bit, a little bit too fancy. Get cheap peppermint schnapps. <laughs> We have unfunny skit after unfunny skit. What do we need to kind of put a dampen on the mood to take this from just being bad to worst? Let's get Tito's vodka. Just throwing two shots of vodka. Why not? And what do we need to really complete this cocktail? You got to drink it out of one of those red Starbucks reusable cups, then throw in some whipped cream on top, and then boom, bone apple teeth. That's the drink dressed up for the holidays, it, but it just makes you feel dead on the inside. The inclusion of Pinot Noir. That is... I, I, I love it. I do love it. I do love it. That's... Oof. I love the inclusion of Pinot Noir. Just this dry, just sort of bitterness. And then to top it all off, the whipped cream on the in the red Star Wars, Star, not Star Wars, fucking uh, Fuck Starbucks red Star- cup. Red Star Wars cup. Chewbacca's here. <laughs> An X-Wing comes through and just takes out Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon and boom, that's the movie. <laughs> You just see Mark Hamill to Mark Hamill just you just see Mark Hamill in the cockpit and he just turns and gives you the thumbs up. <laughs> no, okay, all right, all right, all right. No, it's, I thought that was a good. I think it's a good. I really think that we both like went in the right direction with this. Two different approaches, but we achieved the same idea: mm-hmm. a lack of development, no chemistry, and it just oh, it's just got just sugary crappy rom-com written all over it and in the worst ways in the mm-hmm. worst ways we've proven that it could that rom-coms can be done well and this ain't one of them nope not at all and guys you know what go out and get yourself your basic ass for christmases red starbucks white girl drink or whatever the and or the for christmas what do you call it the four four, four christmases four, five eggnog four, or however four christmases eggs, four christmases eggnog Go out and get go out and get yourself that and guys, let's let's get festive up in this bitch and let's talk about four Christmases. The one way to start off a Christmas rom com is with Bing Crosby's White Christmas. So we're on black, we start with this, no, I'm dreaming. And then it goes into like this 
Christmas club mix. We get thrown right into it with our main characters of Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. They're at a club. They introduce themselves as Kent and Daphne, and they're flirting with each other. I, uh, I, we, I, I, I want to talk about Kent and Daphne, quote unquote, flirting. But I gotta talk about Bing Crosby's club remix of I'll Be Home for Christmas or I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas. Because it's literally, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. I'm like, like, what in the fuck is going on? Like, it's like, it's like. No, it's just gonna be called David. All I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> it's David Guetta's White Christmas featuring uh, I don't fucking know Nicki Minaj or some shit. That fucking threw me back to twenty twelve. No, no. All like, hey, hey. It's. I'm glad you mentioned David Guetta because literally I was about to make a joke about that's that a uh, David Guetta thing where he did the. Uh, where he did the re- the song remix of MLK's I Have a Dream. Oh my god, I didn't know about that. <laughs> he did. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, yeah, it, I think it's the most David Guetta shit to sit there and just come up with a remix that everyone's like, what? <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> no. What? No. Why? You leave Perry Como and Big Crosby out of this. So Vince Vaughn's doing that like fast talking thing that he's just known for where he just keeps talking like this and then kind of like doubles back on some things. And he's just trying to like talk with his hands maybe a little bit and just trying to like talk really fast. And that's like his old character shtick. So that's what he's doing. And Reese Witherspoon is, you know, she is. She is. She is being very standoffish, mm-hmm. which, you know, initially I was like, I mean, I get it. I'd be annoyed, too. But like. You know, at least like throw him a bone, like. Well, so it's a little weird because, like, they're you know they're, you know, she's being you know calling him like an asexual pen. If she if you were like an asexual pen pal, I'd call you. So she tries to walk away, and you know Vince Vaughn's trying to play this like really timid character, but then he says, "Bitch, I'm talking to you," and he says, "Yeah, fuck everything I just said. Fuck you. Fuck Connecticut." She mentioned Connecticut somewhere. He's just not randomly insulting Connecticut. So Vince Vaughn then <laughs> casually just like. Makes out with this woman in the middle of a dance floor, and she's I, into it. And it's, yeah, I, yeah. It's, and up until this point, the viewer thinks that they're complete strangers, mm-hmm. and the guy is like, the guy just just got weird. He dissed Connecticut, and then he just like runs up and like without any permission, just kisses her. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I watched that, and I was like, whoa, all right, got weird ooh, fast, ooh, ooh. and then. It's like, and then he just came out of nowhere and he dissed Rhode Island and he's just like, hey man, let's leave Rhode Island. What what the fuck did Rhode Island do, man? Like, (laughs) I just like the idea that, that like, that like randomly throughout four Christmases, he would just diss a state and then keep going. Dude, man, fuck Illinois. And you're just like, what the fuck? Why? Like, hey, man. Like, there's some good parts. It's like all my homies hate Nebraska. Like, okay. So yeah, he's so yeah. They start making out. They go to like a bathroom and they start making out. Oh yeah, they leave. They leave the club. They enter like a Christmas trolley. Rising music. Boom. We get our title card. Four Christmases. 
Next scene, back at Reese Witherspoon's apartment. They're in the bathroom. They brush their teeth, and Reese Witherspoon's flossing. And by the way, Brad and Daphne, that was their names, aren't actually Brad and Daphne. They were role-playing. Mm-hmm. Cute, I guess. Y'all, y'all, y- y'all do y'all, I, I, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, uh, whatever. The real, their real names are Brad and Kate, and they've been in a relationship for a little while, about three years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, boom, next scene. It's another Christmas song introducing this scene. This time it's Dean Martin's Baby It's Cold Outside. As being remixed by Dead Mouse. <laughs> Skrillex. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Scary ghosts and nice like, like Frosty the Snowman or whatever. Frosty the Snowman is pissed. <laughs> it's like... It's a bangerang, but with, but with Frosty. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm just imagining just like the cartoon version of Frosty the Snowman coming in and just fist fighting Vince Vaughn. <laughs> just like, you want four Christmases? I'll show you these five hands. Boom. <laughs> dude, dude, Fro- dude, Frosty ziplines in like, like he's fucking stinging WCW. Oh and he just starts beating the brakes off of Vince Vaughn. <laughs> God, this this oh man, Merry Christmas, y'all. So, so yeah, they come in. Dean Martin's baby is cold outside, and Brad and Kate are at a dancing class, and yeah, they're dancing. So after this, Brad and Kate are talking to some of the other couples there, and they get asked, "Oh, like when are y'all?" They get the question, "Oh, when are y'all getting married? When are y'all having kids?" And Brad and Kate are just like, "Yeah, we're we're fine, kind of the way that we are. We're not gonna have kids. Um, both of our families are divorced, and um." Yeah, that that that's kind of the backstory. That's the purpose of this scene. So yeah, next scene. It's, I I love I love that they. Uh, sorry, I just I love that they have one entire scene dedicated to the our parents are divorced. A meaningless, an entirely meaningless scene that just essentially is just is just like 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 a hollow husk just to peddle one thing, and that's. Like our parents are divorced, and that's what's going to happen this whole movie. By the way, bye. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, it it just it's just you know exposition scene. Okay, moving on to another exposition scene. Next scene. This time, sleigh ride is playing. Another Christmas party. Brad and Kate are like at this party along with my fucking Kevin from the office is here. And, which I was surprised to see. And, and yeah, no, Kevin from the office. That threw me. That threw me up for a fucking loop. And Officer Jones from Reno 911. <laughs> for any for oh, for any of those who, who watched Reno 911, it, it just the two of them just roll up and I was like, man, y'all are supposed to be Kevin, you're not supposed to be making chili, man. What's going on? No, you see, he he, he was gonna bring chili to this party, but he spilled it on the way in. And he's just kind of like trying to pretend like everything's okay. Dude, what if, what if, what if the dude who plays, what if the dude who like plays that guy, plays Kevin on The Office, just genuinely just spills chili all the time now? Like he's like, like he's like Pavloved himself into like making, into like spilling chili whenever he makes it. I mean, I I mean, I'm sure whenever, whenever we try it, it's going to be, it's going to taste just great. And yes, we are going to try some of Kevin, some of, Kevin's famous some of, some of Cayman's Jameis Killy. I don't know. Dude, oh, Cayman Chili? It's got a little bit of pineapple juice in it. 
Honestly, that doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> that uh, does sound kind of good, honestly. <laughs> but we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So, yeah, Stan's like, yeah, I got to pick people up from the airport um, on Christmas holiday. Also, fuck my niece for some reason. Kevin's like, yeah, we're going to we're going to Albany this year. Really hope it's not Albany, Georgia. Brad and Kate are just like, yeah, that sucks. We're going to Fiji and lying to our families by saying that we're doing charity work, which is I so many different levels of fucked up. I, I no, no. Again, again, I'm, 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 this is the moment. This is the moment when it's like, oh, oh, so they suck. Mm-hmm. Like, and granted, granted, I'm not new to this formula. I know. The, this, they start off unlikable, and by the end of it, they come around full circle and are great. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally not new to this formula. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, damn, it's kind of like they went whole hog with like being unlikable. It's not like it's not like oh, we're just we just told them that we're sick and we can't go because we don't want to get Graham Graham sick. It's like we're gonna lie. It's say we're like helping like starving children, and you're like, oh man, come on, you can just be like, no, we're good. And we really get that piece of shitness from one line that uh, Brad says. He's like, hey, you can't spell families without lies, and you're like, God, you suck so yeah. much. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like you're just like, dude, what? <laughs> what the hell? Come on, man. So yeah, the part I guess the party ends. Next scene, Brad and Kate are at home playing some game or some shit, and there this scene serves as like that. Oh, the cut the couple bonding thing. They're planning out their trip. Then they've been all over the world. They're like Michael Flaherty. They've just been passed around this whole world, just so many different places. Like you don't know what diseases they have. So ow. It's, I I told you that in confidence, man. <laughs> you said that you said you weren't going to say anything when the camera stopped rolling. Listen, I'll 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 apply your rash ointment later. So, um, they say I love you, and then they go to sleep. Next scene, we get another just Christmas fucking banger in this scene. It's Buster Dude, I, Poindexter's hot, 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 and it, and it's remixed, and it's remixed by by Swedish House Mafia. I'm running out of DJs. <laughs> Feeling hot, hot, hot. <laughs> Feeling hot, boom, 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 hot, hot, hot. <laughs> so this scene, Brad and Kate are packing up for their trip. Brad's calling his mom and is lying about where he's going for some fucking reason. They haven't been, they haven't seen their families for three years. And yeah, next scene, Brad and Kate, they're getting to the airport, but we're seeing all of the flights are canceled. Oh no. Oh no. When 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 did this Christmas vacation take place? Like when, when would all flights out of an airport be canceled? I love yeah, it's it's I love that. Like they're like they're like everything's been canceled. You're like, hey, did Katrina run through here? What happened? Yeah. I mean people, all canceled. People have fucking flown through hurricanes, dude. Like, and Mike, you have flown a good bit. If it's I, just a little I've flown fog, through a hurricane. <laughs> Fog doesn't mean shit to people. They're like, they're like, oh shit, it's fog. We'll give it, we'll give it five minutes and then take off. It's not like, pack it in, fellas. The fog got us again. Like, 
<laughs> we got radars and shit, dog. We're good. We don't. We 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 do not need. We we don't worry about that stuff anymore. So Brad and Kate go to talk to some like an underpaid airport clerk, and the clerk's like, <sighs> "Hey, don't worry. Like, we'll put you up at the Radisson. You'll be out the first flight tomorrow." And Brad just starts being just an unnecessary dick to this guy. Like, oh, you don't have a sister airline? Oh. You don't have a cousin airline? You don't have a, an airline that you, like, felt up once? And Kate's just like, look, is there another – is is there just any other airline that we can take? And while this scene's going on, in the background, we got a news anchor reporting on this. And it just so happens that she walks up and talks to Brad and asks where they're heading. While she's recording and live, presumed, mm-hmm. and Brad is just saying they're just like, "Oh, we're 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 going on a we're we're going on a trip. We're going on a trip. We're going on a trip." <laughs> so yeah, they're live, and their parents start calling them. Just fucking great. So it's, now they're outside of the year. Yeah. Go go ahead. Uh no, I'm just I'm like. <laughs> I don't know. It's just this whole airport scene. Again, it's just like the movie on the first half really does the it, it's it they really do a huge job being like they suck and you're like, "Okay, great. Cool. Yep. Message received. They suck." And then the movie keeps going, "No, they they suck." And you're like, "Again, message received. They are in <laughs> fact not good." <laughs> you can have a character suck and be likable. But these guys are just kind of coming off as just not likable. They they come and, off as yeah. really they come off as like they come off like like uh like an unfunny Dennis Reynolds from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like he's just like they're just like we are amazing and everyone will bow. And you're like, "All right, like not no nobody." So, yeah, next scene, we're outside the the airport. Um, Brad and Kate are, you know, they're like, oh, I guess we're going to four Christmases now, I guess. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, I, oh my God. I, I swear they, I, again, I'm, we, we have to have done this bit before, but like that feels so shoehorned. Like I'm just flashback to the fucking family guy skit where they just mm-hmm. called out the like oh let's shoehorn in the fucking uh the the name so that, just... so that everyone goes oh my god they said the thing are we talking let's just i am the dark it. knight <laughs> is this schindler's list? list i guess you could call them gone with the wind so so yeah, they're not happy, and I really want to know how bad are their families? Because from the way that they're talking about them, I mean, it's like they were in the fucking Branch Davidians or some shit, and like, no, we do not Literally. talk to them anymore. Like, they, like we it is, do not have a speaking relationship. Like, you would have thought, you would have thought they were a part of like the, uh, yeah, like the Branch Davidians or like heavy, like some doomsday cult. <laughs> like you're like. What on earth are y'all on? Like, are these these people must be some psycho? Like, we're getting we're gonna get some like green room level carnage here. Like when you guys go back for Christmas. And so the first family they go to, it's um, Brad's dad. But before we even get there, 
we get a scene. This is going to kind of serve as like the regrouping scene between each family where Brad and Kate are in the car and they're talking and they're fighting. Only reason I know they say they are is because, you know, they say they are. So they're they're like, hey, we just got to get through these four Christmases. They were in San Francisco, but now we're in like, I don't know, the fucking rolling plains of Texas, it looks like. So Brad and Kate are like, hey, we got to figure out an exit strategy. The safe word is going to be mistletoe. So they go up. They ring the doorbell. And Robert Duvall answers the fucking door. This man with an (laughs) apocalypse now. Why the fuck are you here? Oh, and by the way, his character's name is Howard. I love that. It's first. First, he was smelling napalm in the morning. And now he's in like. Republican California. (laughs) Hanging out with Vince Vaughn and another familiar face. Who yeah. looks different? So well, jarring. Hold up. Well, 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 okay, let's just fucking get right into it. So yeah, Brad and Kate, they come in with Howard. And then two guys come up and assault Vince Vaughn. And they're his brothers, Denver and Dallas. Looking as early 2000s as you can get. And one of these guys is played by John Favreau. Happy motherfucking Hogan is up in this bitch. <laughs> it looks so it looks so weird to see him see him with tribal tattoos and being like an MMA fighter. It's so weird. It's, no, it, okay, all right. Here's it's it's so odd. It's so odd. And this isn't this is no fault to Favreau. This is no fault to Favreau. It's just so weird for me as a viewer. I have watched I've watched John Favreau for so many years, so many years in so many movies before he was even Happy Hogan in, in the Marvel series when he was just just that guy with that face that you remember a lot that mm-hmm. you're like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Yeah, I remember you in X movie. He was not jacked with tribal tattoos and like this guy, he. he I don't know why, but John Favreau looks like he's out of an Ed Hardy commercial. He is just huge. He's like, he has travel tattoos everywhere. And it's just, he's dressed ridiculously. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, it. It's jarring. But what's even more jarring is them coming in and saying, oh, you're Orlando's girl. I'm like, wait a second, I thought his name was Brad. So the bit here is that Brad's name was Orlando before he changed it. And they're named Denver and Dallas because their dad named them after the cities that they were conceived in. And that's the joke. Yup. That's what a hysterical bit. That, I'm rolling. And that kind of shows what the comedy of this movie is going to be like. And if you found it funny, good for you. More power to you. More power to We didn't find that funny. <laughs> no, no. I, it's uh, like eye-rolling levels of you got to be kidding me. That's all I can say. Eye-rolling. Like, yeah, so- I just saw that and just was, oh. Yeah, that 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 you know, like that 
that's not good. So yeah, then then Susan comes in, who I think she's supposed to be John Favreau's wife. She comes in with what she calls hors d'oeuvres, and it's actually just crackers with cheese whiz. Brad roasts it, then gets karate chopped in the throat or some shit by John Favreau, and then gets put in a triangle choke while um, John's saying like. John Favreau is just like humping his head and saying, soldier boy, soldier boy, soldier boy. Like, why? It's why? Why? This is this is that. You can do juvenile humor and it be funny. You can also do juvenile humor and it be annoying as hell. And it sucks. Yeah. And yeah, no, this is I, I just. The movie's choice to just make all of the comedy like lazy slapstick and gross-out humor is just such a bold choice, especially with a rom-com. Not that rom-coms are supposed to be these sophisticated, like, comedic bits, but, like, Mm -hmm. subtlety is at least, like, I don't know, at least with rom-coms, like, kind of normal. Mm -hmm. Or, like, it's more just situational fish-out-of-water-y stuff. But, like, the choice to go, for like, full-on, like, 2000s fart jokes is, like, such a bold idea. Such a bold idea. It's it's a choice and not a good one <laughs> at that. And um, I'm not going to criticize John Favreau's triangle choke, but, like, what the fuck was that, dude? Your position yeah, he, was just off just completely, hey, hey, bro. Stick to, stick to cooking, John. We love you. You're oh. just... Cooking is your passion, not yeah. triangle chokes. No, no triangle chokes, man. Just if you want to learn a triangle choke, come talk to me, man. Like, come talk to me or Michael Flaherty. We'll show you how it's done. So. Well, we will show you that it do go down. So Brad and Kate, they wander off into like this side room, and Kate's like, "Hey, we've been together for three years, and you didn't tell. You never told me your real name was Orlando." And they fight because they're like, "Oh, they didn't know this like one detail." And Brad's like, "No, no." We can't fight. We're letting them win. Kate's all like, fair enough. But also, don't let them walk all over you. And Brad's like, but they're professional UFC fighters. Not just UFC fighters, but backyard UFC fighters. That's no, that's not that's not right. a thing. That's not a thing. That's you can use backyard MMA quote unquote fighters, but they're but and they just kind of go right past it. Kate's like, they're intimidating you. This they're intimidated by you. This is your opportunity to show them. So Brad and Kate go out to open presents and Brad's like, okay, listen up, guys. Don't talk to me like that. I'm not going to be intimidated. And he's like, he's like, you know, monologuing about them laying his hands on him. And then Happy Hogan from the Avengers just fucking leg kicks him. And then they start beating the shit out of each other. The other one, I can't remember who it is. I don't jumps onto like a fucking, I don't know. It's, like a countertop. He, he and, tries to do, yeah, he tries to do one of those like, like body slams or whatever. He, he, he gets up and scream, he, he gets up and screams suplex and then does a moonsault off of this fucking ledge. Yeah, like, not, he does a not the same, like not the same thing, but okay, cool, whatever. And then Dallas's or one, some kids come in and start beating up Brad. One of them yells, Google me, bitch, and starts punching the fuck out of him. And Robert I, Duvall just comes in and like, okay, he starts breaking things up. It's I, I. It's not funny. There's 
It's not funny. It's like it's there's there's a lot of chaos, but it doesn't feel like Ice Pirates chaos. Or where where it's like where it's like chaos that exhausts you, but like is like ridiculous. This is like chaos that like doesn't exhaust you and makes you go like the bit is dry. Continue, please. No, we don't. Yeah, there's the stre- the stre- is dry. They're stretching it out way too much, and it's just not. It's not going yeah. over well. It could have been. It, it could have been. It could have been a thirty second to like one full minute bit of like of like them his brothers like wrestling him and mm-hmm. like kind of like kind of like I don't know like sticking their fingers in his nose or I don't know something some something older brother dumb. stuff. Yeah, that makes you go like, ah, okay, they're mean. And you're like, okay, cool. Message received. We can continue with this. But no, they're just like, they're like, no, this is the bit of that. This this is the house's bit. And you're like, oh, good. All right. Yeah, so Robert Duvall comes in, breaks shit up. Brad's on the ground. Kate comes over and is like, I am so proud of you. And then they start handing out gifts, just kind of brushing right past that. But Brad and Kate didn't get the memo that there was a $10 limit. So Brad got the kid an Xbox and um, they're like, oh, shit. So they so everyone shares words. And then the next kid gets a flashlight. And he's like, why don't you love me, dad? And then Vince Vaughn spoils the fact that Santa Claus isn't real. Sorry if we ruined your childhood there. And then one kid (laughs) starts streaking as his coping mechanism and screaming. Brad's just standing there like, oh, whoops. My bad. Uh, fucking Howard's there just like, I'm losing my buzz. And I'm like, I completely understand on a spiritual level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell, I mean, Howard's like, I'm co- I'm coming down too hard for this. And I'm like, really? Like, me too, Howard. Me I'm too. Like, I'm like, I'm coming down too hard on this movie right now. I need another beer. So Brad's like, oh, it's okay. Because dad, because I got you a satellite dish. Damn how the times have changed. And cable. <laughs> You know, because he he he's gotta. So Howard's like something something. I'm not gonna have a guy come install because I'm a man and I don't want no strangers in my home. And everyone starts saying words that I think are supposed to be funny, but it's just fucking not. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's just a string of words that makes you go, ah, okay, good to know. Four four Christmases, a string of words. So next scene, Kate and Susan are talking in another room. Susan's like, I don't know, like, well, she's not holding the baby yet. So Kate, so they're talking. So Kate and Susan are talking. Kate sees Brad carrying the baby and she stares. And Brad hands the baby off to Susan. Next scene, boom, they're on the roof. Brad and the rest of the boys are up on the roof. Why are all three of them on the fucking roof? Like, is that, they're just like, they're just like, roof vibes like i mean i dude haven't you ever just wanted to go sit on the roof no hey hey no 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 there have been those times when it's just boys on the roof like i i i get it i get it there are some times when you and your you and your buddies are like hey it's we should just sit on the roof we don't know why but we should dude sit on the roof just just a golf club knocking beer cans off the roof like i i get that vibe i understand (laughs) but this is not that vibe they're setting up a a dish satellite. It's, yeah, it, it's kind of like it's kind of like the same vibe as like like watching your dad like change the oil in the car. 
Like you're not you're not like you're not like yeah this is yeah this is a real like chilled out moment. It's like oh do you need you need help? I can hold the flashlight if you want. I swear I'll point it in the right place this time. It's just like <laughs> not at the engine block. It's like last night was a movie, guys, and it's literally just that. Just them sitting on the yeah. roof putting up a satellite dish. Dude, <laughs> My life a movie, and it's like the it's like ninety minutes of the most boring movie on earth. So yeah, they're on the roof. Brad's installing the dish. Denver and Dallas are roasting him. Howard's up there for some reason too. One of the other kids comes out and yells at them. The dads are like, "Hey, go get me a beer, kid." Howard starts talking about Brad's mom and is like, "Hey, no offense, but your mom's a common street whore." And Brad's like, "Hey, <sighs> you let like she let like." You left her or she left you because you didn't spend enough time with her. And we get another the you can't spell families without lies line again from Howard. Um Yeah, that that that's the scene. They it's just you're like I feel like the movie's intention with this scene specifically, they were trying to sit there and go on a thing where it's like, Brad's not bad. He's just a product of his environment, which you know, that's a valid, like, angle to try and take. But it doesn't... But unlike those, like, scenario, uh, Unlike those types of, like, pushes that other movies have tried to do, where it's like, you're not bad, you're just environment was bad, and you're mm-hmm. of that. Brad also sucks. Yeah. Completely removed from the environment, not taking into account the way he was raised. He just sucks. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like kind of like less of, oh, wow. OK, so they're kind of three dimensional characters. And now it's just, oh, so everyone sucks. OK, good to know. Yeah, And I want to talk about when Brad, quote unquote, changes later on in this review and explain why it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. next scene, Kate and Susan are in the kitchen cooking. They're talking about kids breastfeeding, flicking nipples. That's OK. That's yeah. not funny. Next scene. Okay. Howard's back downstairs. They're testing the TV. Brad's up on the roof. Dad's in the living room. TV's got static. Okay. And then now we're kind of getting some intercutting back and forth. So Susan hands the baby off to Kate. Baby starts crying. Brad's up on the roof adjusting the satellite. Everyone kind of starts yelling. And this whole, oh. it's one of those bits where like escalation where everyone starts yelling. And then it ends with Brad almost falling off the roof and, not and when he falls, he's holding on to the satellite. When the satellite falls, it like pulls the cable taut and starts knocking stuff over in the house. And the it's, baby stops crying. Go ahead. I just, I it's just, just, just before you finish up the whole thing, I don't know if you had this, but I was watching this scene. I felt like such an old man watching this. Because I was just like, it's loud noises, and I want the loud noises to stop. I don't care how funny it is. I don't care what the joke is. There's a baby crying. There are people, all, everyone on screen is screaming. And there is loud music. Please stop. Yeah, like well, do, I, This okay. was literally that scene where Steve Carell was in Anchorman and he was just saying loud noises. Yeah, That's exactly. what this scene is trying to do. <laughs> it's it's just 
I God, I love that. Where is he slams his hand on the table? Loud noises. But except where, like he was, do, he was just slamming and screaming loud noises. These people are just making loud noises. Like, uh, what's going on? And then people fall, and I'm like, oh damn, that that sucks. I I guess. So mm-hmm. yeah, Brad keeps adjusting. Everyone starts yelling. Brad almost falls off the roof and knocks it off the shelf. Baby stops crying. Then the cable slips. The TV flies to the ceiling. It's on fire. Kate concusses a baby. Brad falls off the roof and boom, I guess the carpet's on fire now. And Brad says the code word mistletoe. And we end it with our first family. Now we go back in. Now they're back in their car. What happened to everyone else doesn't matter. We're on to the next skit. (laughs) I love that the movie, the movie literally like grabs you and goes, goes, fuck them. We're moving on. And you're like, okay. I guess it's like, it's like they're trying to be like, I don't know, a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's just not worth it. No, it's that's no. Yeah. They're trying to do the thing where it's like, ah, it doesn't matter. We're moving on. You're like, but it does. It kind of matters to the story. I think that's not what you've set up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Kate and Brad are trying so hard to do that cutesy dialogue thing. And Kate has a look about uh, on her face about the baby. So they drive up to the next house that Kate calls the cougar den. But things are a little bit different. We have Jesus outside. We have a bunch of religious iconography. Now, I know I made the joke earlier about the Branch Davidians. I was just joking. Dude. I didn't actually want to see them in this movie. Dude, it's like I saw I saw the Jesus cross outside and I was like, oh, we're getting we're getting some born agains, huh? Okay, all right. Because she uh, said Cougar Den, and then I saw the Jesus cross and I went. Oh, they're doing the reformed bit. Okay, interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. This will be interesting. So they ring the doorbell. Kate's mom answers. He seems normal. And this is the first time that Brad is meeting uh, Marilyn. That's Kate's mom. So they hug, and Marilyn whispers some like erotic things. Like, oh, that shit feels so good. Then a bunch of old white women come out of nowhere, like four of them. They come out. They meet Brad. Graham Graham tries to attack Brad's belt and they go to the den. (laughs) They meet Courtney who seems to be kind of into Brad, but then again, everyone really seems like they're into Brad. Yeah. So that's like the whole bit of this skit, I guess it's fucking, it feels like I'm in, uh, was it feels like I'm in like Elvis's house where it's just like every how every, every section of this movie is just a bit. Mm-hmm. And that the movie is like, it's new bit time. Cause like one first one is like ridiculous loud noises and mm-hmm. like rednecks. And you're like, okay, cool. They're low class. They're, they're lower class. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. They, they're all lower class moving forward. And now it's just like, they're doing the, like, uh, that middle, the middle class, like, single mom joke like middle class republican thing yeah exactly exactly and and like brad's brad's the brad's the punchline and you're like 
You're like, oh, okay, cool. I've seen this before. Let's let's move on. Yeah, but but they stay on this one for a particular long amount, a particularly long amount of time. Uh huh. Yes, get they a couple of scenes did. with this particular house. So, so yeah, they go to the den, meet Courtney. Um, granddad's also there. Who I don't know. It seems like he went to like he was a student from the Grandpappy Sawyer acting school for like the uber elderly elderly because motherfucker, he's fast asleep. Granddad looks. Granddad, great. I saw livelier acting with Granddad in Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> like this, Granddad. This Granddad is like, hey, that's Grandpa. And Grandpa's just like, just like, no snoring, no nothing. He's literally just, he's literally just in a recliner. I'm like, anyone checks Granddad's pulse? <laughs> like, great, Granddad. I think Granddad went to the great beyond. Touch his skin, make sure it's like still somewhat warm. So. <laughs> Oh yeah, and uh, Courtney's husband Jim is there playing on like an SNES or some shit. So, so yeah, Courtney roasts Kate about not having kids. There's a what they call a jump jump, but from what we on the East Coast call a bounce house. Kate has a look I and just, she's like, "Mother of God, no!" Do they, call it, do they call it a jump jump? They called it a jump jump in this movie, but I've quite literally never heard anyone I, call it a jump jump. Like I don't like again again we are. We are on we are on the eastern seaboard, so maybe this is a West Coast thing. But I they called it a jump jump, and that stunned me. I was like, That's "You the mean the bounce house?" <laughs> I don't know. Y- y'all let us know if that if that's a thing over at the over at the West Coast. So the reason that she has the Kate has this traumatic look was because of a traumatic event that happened in a jump jump where. Kate had the nickname of Cootie Kate because the kids said she had cooties. And that's the joke. Kate doesn't find this funny. And now they're all sitting down and Marilyn's talking about Pastor Phil, who's her new man piece. And I really hope it's just Dr. Phil in like a pastoral robe. Oh my God. Congregation. (laughs) Archbishop Phil. (laughs) And his, and his homilies are just him exploiting people with mental disabilities. Or just right. people who really need mental help. We're just like, <laughs> and we shall bring him on stage, and we shall cast out that demon bad baby out of your system. <laughs> catch you outside! Inside. Catch you outside! Doctor Phil's about to make you catch. Pastor Phil's about to make you catch these hands outside. So they're all sitting. In <laughs> he serves. Stuff. He serves God and ass whoopings, and he's done serving <laughs> God for the day. <laughs> So they're all sitting around in a circle. Marilyn wants them to talk about spiritual gifts, but not actual gifts. And the kids look sad about this. Marilyn says, I'd like to give more of myself to the church and pastor Phil. Graham Graham's like, I want to pleasure my husband with hand and mouth. Funny. Brad's like, I'd need to do more uh-huh. vacation. I-, I need to vacation more frequently with Kate. And Courtney wants to give herself the gift of being pregnant. And one line I wanted to point out with Courtney in particular was, I know that, you know, being pregnant, that comes with challenges and getting fat and having people stare at you when you're sneaking a cig. That is the one time in this whole movie in which I exhaled out of my nose. (laughs) The one time. That is a... That's very brave of you to admit that. I, I and will I'm, say I'm proud of you. I'm yeah, proud I will of say you. It was just a quick 
Like that was I don't even know if you guys picked that yeah, up. Exactly. It was it was very it was very like very quick. I was like, okay. That it's, one was I not I, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that it was that it was something that like Christian Chenoweth said. Because Christian Chen, I, I watched Christian Chenoweth like perform like wicked. Because Christian Chenoweth, for those that don't know, huge Broadway actress. Like she does mostly Broadway stuff. She's done stuff like Pushing Daisies and the likes, but mostly she's over in Broadway. Mm-hmm. It's like her and uh, Jonathan Groff, if anyone remembers the uh, the guy on Glee. Uh, you, you know the one. Mm-hmm. But like, it's, like, I saw her and I was like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Probably just you a deserve- paycheck. I, exactly. Again, I, 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 I refuse. There are certain a- actors and actresses that I just see that I'm not like you. Yeah, that makes sense that you're here. That I'm like, I see them and I'm like, did, did, did you guys miss a paycheck? Is like, is someone in the mob like, like going, hey, if you want kneecaps still, you're going to have to do this movie because mm-hmm. that's what it feels like. It's like when Patrick Stewart was the poop emoji in the emoji movie. You're I, just you're just, you're just kind of like, okay, dude, what what happened? Why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that with this movie. So we get more talks about like the one like we get talks about birthing and C-sections and Courtney passes the baby to Kate and the baby throws up on Kate and Brad like wrenches and is about to throw up and that's that's this comedy <laughs> that's it it's, it's again again like, it's I, like go ahead okay with comedy movies i'll typically allow like one or two like if the movie's good and they do like an odd fart joke or like a bodily fluid joke I'm like okay you get one you get one <laughs> That's your don't, one. Don't, don't waste it. If you're going to do it, it better be funny. Yeah. And this movie did. And I was like, that's not funny. Yeah. No. It's, it's just this movie. I almost I see. OK. And this is me. This is me trying to give the movie too much credit here. This is on me. I thought the movie. When they were going to when they shifted scenes, I was like, OK, the comedy's here. It's going to be a little more like subtle. There's going to be subtlety or over or like overt. Mm-hmm. It's not going to sit there and be like someone's punching someone in the balls. Like that's not the jokes. It's going to be, oh, well, it, it, it's a lot of like, you know, beneath, read between the lines humor. Not mm-hmm. like it's like difficult or something like that or only for the trained eye. But just, you know, they're not going to say it blatant Mm -hmm. but no they went for more gross out humor (laughs) and it's like okay like you can't win here you can't win here like movie that was your fucking choice and you just wasted it so (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. so so kate's like off washing herself off courtney brings her extra clothes kate's mad about the whole don't call me cootie kate thing courtney's like hey listen me and jim tell each other everything like how i slept with the entire water polo team Okay. Courtney Damn. says, hey, Courtney's like, hey, you need to fix the relationship. And then she dips. Next scene. Brad's outside eating cookies, just surrounded by women. 
which I really want to Photoshop the Brazzers logo in the corner and just put that up. <laughs> yeah, internet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Get the, you looked at that. And you're like, I just, I, I can't it's like do the that. joke. You're like, you're like the meme writes itself and I can't, I can't do that. I don't want to. So, so they're like, Hey, you're the longest relationship that she's had with a man. Brad's just like, what? Next scene, Kate continues to clean her black dress. She spot, spots some like breast pump, um, breast pumping equipment, turns it on, and then tries it over her shirt. It's like they're trying for physical comedy, but it's just not working. And then she spots a pregnancy test. What is that? Next scene, Brad and the ladies all sit around looking at like, you know, a photo album. And we see pictures of Josephine. Kate's only quote-unquote friend back in the day. Oh, yeah, and they mentioned how Kate was a, these are their words, they were that how Kate was a fat baby. We go back to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Kate takes a pregnancy test. She looks at it and then makes a face, then places the pregnancy test to her side. But then, boom, a child just comes running in, sees the pregnancy test, takes it, but Kate wants it back, and then, of course, shenanigans ensue. Like it's it's so dumb. It, it's, it's so it's dumb. Good. Like my favorite my the thing about this movie is I almost feel I almost feel bad because the way we're going through this it feels like it feels like we're at the DMV or like community service because we're like this we're like and then this happens and it's it's so dumb. Listen, it's not I'm, good. It's so dumb. I'm going to tell you something right now. <sighs> I am so just going over this movie. I'm just reminded of how bored I was watching it. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God, this movie was so bad. Hey, hey, this is going right next to the Curse of Bigfoot in Boring Bad. Yeah, where, quite frankly, nothing happens. Honestly, if we combined both of those movies, maybe we could have had some some sort of entertainment where like Vince Vaughn is Bigfoot. Or some shit. That would, dude. You, hold up. And Reese you Witherspoon a, fights him. Four, four Bigfoots at four, Christmas. Four. <laughs> okay, I Bigfoot a Bigfoot Christmas. So I'm working on a project right Sh- now with a sharp. I'm working on a project right now with a with a buddy of mine outside of the podcast. It was a short film. And I'm about to call him right now and be like, hey, so you know that film we were working on? Okay, scrap it. I have another idea. Okay, hear me out. <laughs> you know what? Fuck that. We're doing we're doing Bigfoot Christmas. <laughs> he would just be like he would be like, Max, I, no, we're not fucking doing that. Like, no, I'm not no, doing it. No, listen. What if we get Vince Vaughn for this? And he'd be like, I'm, I'm ending, I'm ending this working relationship just right now. <laughs> he goes, I strictly work with Owen Wilson and you know it. So, so the shenanigans ensue. Kate chases after the girl with the, the child with the pregnancy test. And the child goes into the jump jump. And Kate's like having like, I don't know, nom flashbacks or some shit. And like a whole, by the way, did I mention like a horde of children yeah. are in there jumping around? And yeah. then we get like kind of like more intercutting between Brad looking at the photo album and Kate fighting a bunch of kids. 
some highlights are Brad looking at the photo album and finding out that Kate went to what they're calling fat camp. And then Kate go Kate's in there. I don't know, trying to like, you know, tell the kids to calm down, trying to get Brad's attention by saying like mistletoe as the kids are like, I don't know, coming in and fucking drop kicking Reese Witherspoon. It's it, dude. You're watching. My favorite thing is it's supposed to be like, like, a, oh my God, Kate's in the bounce house. Oh, look, she's having fun. And you're like, and you look over, she's like, oh, and, and she, you're like, oh, oh my God, what a silly miscommunication. But it's like, doesn't work like that because you see a kid like coming in, just like, just like, just like fucking puncturing the, oh, puncturing the obliques. And just like, and just like another kid comes up and drop kicks her. And you're like, you're like I don't, are these kids like, Literally, like if I saw if like I was in if I was in a house and like a a bounce house was outside my window, and I saw a kid fucking like run like run towards another one and just feet first just drop kick them, I'd be like, "Whoa, guys, did y'all fucking see that? We need to go break this shit up like right now." But there's like, "Oh, look, that's just so funny. She's she's having yeah. fun out there." Yeah, I would I would sit there and be like, "Okay, we got to do two things, two options. Here are two options." One, we go in there, break it up. Two, we go over there and film it. One or or the other, we're not staying here, okay? We're not staying here. Oh, stop what I was, if I was making, like, if I was, I don't know, making chicken, I would just, I would just put that chicken in the oven and probably burn because I would be, like, yelling at the kids to continue to keep fighting each other. So, yeah. Like, come on, Tommy, kick his ass. Go for the sweep, go for the sweep. So, uh, Kate gets kicked out, gets drop kicked out of the, the bounce house, which makes her snap. She's like, all right, that's it. She locks herself in and then it's like fucking cage match style and proceeds to fight a bunch of children. So Casey, the original child that took the pregnancy test, she has it in her mouth. Reese Witherspoon is just fighting children left and right. And she looks up at Cassie and says, hey, you know that marker? Because she called it a magic marker. She said, you know that marker you have in your mouth? I peed on it <coughs> that's the joke <laughs> that's I, I love that I love I love I love that I love the silence broken by the cough and then yeah that's the joke yeah. it's, it's, oh my god that's just oh my god that's not good that is not good what it makes everyone sound like ew, and we're just like <sighs> you're like you're like yup what a gross thing uh, it's I, a pregnancy test i don't know and i'm sure there's somebody out there that thinks this is funny but they don't have a podcast like this one so yeah. why eat shit person who likes this and fuck you i don't know you, you you're probably a nice guy i don't know yeah exactly you know but, you're, you're probably you're probably cool so yeah, it's, so yeah, after this, like she peed on it scene, uh, Kate's back in the bathroom, looks at herself in the mirror, then meets up with Brad outside the bathroom. Brad does, you know, the Vince Vaughn thing. He's like, hey, like, I knew you had a lesbian phase. And Kate's just like, oh, no, me and Josephine or Joe, as she calls her, we weren't lesbian. Joe just really liked rubbing me down with suntan lotion. And Brad is like, hey, you shouldn't have laughed at me for being named Orlando. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, that was that house. We're going to move on to the next one, except um, we're not because Kate goes to talk to her mom about something that she seems very distressed about. 
But they're like, oh, no, no, we, we got to rush off to church. And next scene, we're at fucking church. And I, we get another Christmas banger I, by I, Glary I, Glitter and it's motherfucking rock and roll. Sorry, Mike, continue. And, and <laughs> I would just want to continue the bet and be like, and Diplo's playing this one. But it's like... <laughs> but it's i just i was just so ready for it to be oh like i no no joke i sat down my 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 ass sat down drink in hand ready for that scene to be over and i was like ooh, i was rubbing my hands together going all goody oh goody new scene thank god i need a reprieve and then i heard well, let's just come to church. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We only talked about it. I thought we were just kidding. Please. Yeah, they, they stretched this particular Christmas out for, in my opinion, far too fucking long. So, yeah, they're at church. Pastor Phil, he's up on stage. No, it's not Dr. Phil. Um, he's Pastor God. Phil screaming, praise be to him. Hallelujah. And they're like, hey, listen. So our uh, Mary and Joseph were not able to make it today. We need people to step up to fill in for the roles of Mary and Joseph. And Marilyn's like, Kate, you should do it. Kate says, no, I have stage right. Marilyn, so they compromise. And Kate gets voluntold to get up there and be Mary because, you know, she has to. And then if, I, if Kate's got to do it, Brad's got to do it too. I, I, I hate, uh, as someone who has been voluntold, if someone's like, I have stage fright, you don't go, ah, you'll get over it. Knock them dead, champ. You're like, you're like, oh, you have stage fright? It's okay, man. Stage ain't for everybody. It's all good. What the hell? Like, you think throw her on, like, her, not, and it's not like her friend, and it's not like her friends are fucking with her. Like, if it was, if it was, if it was her friends, I would have been like, yeah, that feels right. Yeah, that feels yeah. right. That, that makes sense. But it's like her parents and her parents are like, yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> Why do you like, think she what? doesn't come home for Christmas? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, yeah, in the next scene, they're getting ready to go up on stage. Brad's dressed like what I can only really describe as like 70s hippie Jesus. And mm -hmm. Kate's, you know, dressed, you know, like Mary was. And a woman brings Kate, quote unquote, Jesus and it's an actual baby named Bernard. And Kate's just like, look at this baby. And Brad's like, I'm an actor now. And the next scene, boom. Yeah, it's, it, it's, a, it's a weird, like, it's a pretty sudden jump. Because, you know, there was kind of like, you know, Kate was maybe getting a little bit of that quote-unquote baby fever in the first Christmas. But it wasn't, like, enough. I don't know. It feels like it's a bit of a big jump. From yeah. the scene where she was like, oh, look at this baby, to, hey, I'm going to fight a bunch of, like, fifth graders, to, look at this baby. Like, I, I don't know. It yeah, felt like a weird placement of things. It doesn't It doesn't feel like growth. It feels like shift. That's what it feels like. It mm -hmm. feels like, it feels like, I hate children, I hate children, I hate children. Children are for me. It's not, there's no... Oh well, I mean it's not for me, but yeah, let's 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 feel this out. Like mm -hmm. it's that's not growth. So when she sits there and gets like goes the like, oh my god, the baby so I love the baby, the baby. You're like, no, no, what? No, that's not that's not in your character. And you can't sit there and just be like, well, she 
saw Vince Vaughn holding a baby and like didn't barf. And you're like, that doesn't, that does not correlate. This still is a huge shift for the character. So it yeah. just feels awful. Yeah, it it's just, it's not good. It's dumb. <laughs> so yeah, the stage is ready. Brad comes down and is like just eating up the fucking scenery. And Kate's just like, nope, can't do it. Can't do it. Can't get up on stage. She's holding this baby and Pastor Phil is narrating. And Mary wrapped the baby in swaddling cloths and played it and placed it in the manger some shit and Kate can't figure it out where the, like the swaddling cloth is. So Brad just kind of starts just saying shit and like glory to God, praise be to Jesus. And Brad just keeps saying things, but it turns out Brad's wearing the swaddling cloth on his belt. Kate sees it, wraps the baby. Okay, cool. That mm-hmm. happens. Brad puts the baby down, finishes the scene. And then, he starts gyrating his hips for some reason in a church, which, okay, word. Then we get a hip version of Silent Night. Mike, give me a DJ. Who's doing the remix to Silent Night? <laughs> oh, my God. It's, uh, it's, oh, oh, Hardwell. damn it. It's Hardwell. 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 There we go. Okay. Hardwell. Yeah, yeah. A har- it's a hard, it's a hard, it's a Hardwell Silent Night. So next scene. <laughs> We're finally back in the fucking car. We're done with that family. <sighs> okay. We've only got two more Christmases to go, guys. But we like got, I don't know, 30 minutes left in this movie at this point. So Brad and Kate, they're in a car again. They're in the car again. They argue. And Kate's like, oh, I can't believe you threw me in front of the stage. Kate says some things about Brad putting on an oxygen, putting on her oxygen mask before his own which mm-hmm. is not what you're supposed to do. Okay. And they're still in the next scene. They approach a house. They're still arguing. They ring a doorbell. They're at Brad's mom's house. Mom comes out and boom, it's sissy SpaceX. Her name is Paula. Go ahead and insert your carry joke of choice here. I don't know. This mm-hmm. movie's fucking took it, taken it out of me. It's, I'm, it I'm is, it's, 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 you see the mom is a telekinetic and he's just like lifts the two of them and brings them in. I'm just imagining the mom just like picking up like a plane or something and just dropping it on him. Like, oh, you guys wanted to <laughs> fucking fly out of here? Well, here's a fucking plane. Boom. Yeah, the mom, the mom is like. The mom's passive aggressive, but in a really violent and an outwardly aggressive manner where she's just like, oh. Did you guys want to fly somewhere? And you just see her like flick two fingers, or you just see like like a triple seven, like just <laughs> crashes into like three buildings. She's like, I guess you're not uh, traveling anywhere anymore. <laughs> so, oh, and um, Denver and Susan are also over. So they go inside, and Paul is like, Oh, Brad was the sensitive type. He was breastfeeding since he was five, which a lot of breastfeeding in this movie. A lot of, yeah. a lot of, bre- a lot of. A little bit too much breastfeeding in this movie. It is, it is. Uh, yeah, you know what? It's like, and now that you mentioned it, there was a lot of breastfeeding in this movie. And it's, it's, it, I, it is something that I'm like, why was this brought up to this degree? I, no, I know why. Cause it's because the baby thing is the overarching thing. Yeah. But it's like, it's, I'm sure there are better ways to do that. But unless your movie's like about breastfeeding, it, it feels like a weird amount of time to like, mention it yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. so paula's partner comes in and it's daryl who's a young 
like type A, like, hey, buddy, good to see you, man. But it really hey, feels champ. forced. He's like that type of guy, but he's also Brad's age. So it's a little bit weird, but it's also doubly weird considering that Daryl was Brad's best friend when they were kids. And Daryl's trying to rationalize oh, it by saying like, hey, you know, I didn't have a sexual thought about your mother until I was 30. I was like, "That's <laughs> this is this is weird. This is very very." That's I ha- I hate I hate this whole <laughs> this whole I this whole you. Christmas they do this whole bit. I don't like it. This is like the most forgettable it's, fucking part of this whole movie. I kid you not. I kid you not. I don't remember much from this from this scene. All I remember is that like is that like. Brad's friend talks about talks about having sex with his mother to such a degree where Brad's like, I hate this so much. And then John ripped John Favreau and his like wife just like sort of like just just sort of just grimace in a corner. And that's yep. most of the scene. That's like 50 uh, percent of it. Oh, but it's not all of it because they're sitting around and they're going to play taboo. Which. If you don't know, it's kind of like charades where you can't use certain words. So they're like, they all partner up. Paul is playing with Daryl, gets buzzed immediately, can't say France. Daryl's like, oh, yeah, Paula, this is what you dripped on me. Wax. <sighs> okay, that's weird. So Susan and Denver are next, and they're really good at this game. Something with an alibi and the capital of China being Hong Kong, which it isn't. They say that, but they just kind of brush right by it. So some suspicious answers they do pretty good. Brad and Kate are next. They can they clearly see that they try to use personal examples to get the word, but it's just not working. It appears that Brad and Kate don't know about each other. And I could go in detail with this scene, but it doesn't really fucking matter. So no, we're gonna go doesn't. ahead and skip it's it. It's so inconsequential. We're gonna go ahead and skip into Brad and Kate when they're driving again, this time in silence. Mm-hmm. But then Kate says she wants to talk about something. And Kate's like, hey, I took a pregnancy test. Which if you're a girl, by the way, and you talk to your significant other and say, hey, so I took a pregnancy test and then pause for a long amount of time. Fuck you. <laughs> that is that, Fuck that's, you. that is kind of that is kind of like uh, that's kind of that is kind of. It has the same energy as like those old TV shows that will sit there and just like, like build up to this huge cliffhanger and then be like, stay tuned next week for what happens next. And you're like, oh, fuck off. Just tell me what happens. I mean, maybe maybe not fuck you if that's like, you know, that's like something that y'all are going for. But if it's something that's like, hey, wasn't in the plan or you don't do that. (laughs) You're just like, 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 come on, come on. It's just. You know, we just ripped the bandaid off. Let's not, let's not, let's not. We're not in theater, all right. We don't need to build this up. But it turns out that the pregnancy test was negative, and Brad's like, "Oh, thank God!" You know, if there's one thing we've learned about spending time with our families, it's the dangers of procreating. And Kate's just like, "You know what? I'm actually coming around to the idea of having kids." Kate doesn't want to live with boundaries. She doesn't want to. She wants to get married, or I don't know, some shit like that. Brad's like, I want this relationship to go to Fiji. I don't want, you know, other things. And boom, they sit in silence and they drive up to the final house. And Kate says, oh, Brad, you don't have to come in. They're, fr- they're fighting. Kate's like, Brad, you can leave. 
Kate says, I can't do this anymore, and then walks away, and she watches Brad turn around and leave. Mm-hmm. Then Kate goes inside to see John Voigt, who is her father, named Crete, Creighton or some fucking shit. They don't really ever say his name. It's, I only really know that because... It's it's just... It's John Voigt. That's all it, I saw him as. I was just like, oh, John Voigt, you're here. Okay, so yeah, John Voigt's there. Uh, but Cassie and Courtney are also there. And things are just fine between Kate and Cassie. They don't mention how, you know, they Kate fought a bunch of people in, you know, the last time they saw Cassie or how Cassie had a yeah. s- stick covered in people. No, we're just going to blow right past that. Nope. And... But Cheryl is also there and her dad's boyfriend. And Courtney comes to talk to Kate. They have a one-on-one conversation. And um, Kate's mom and dad, they're sitting together, you know, cordially. And, so, and Courtney's like, you know, they've been coming together, you know, doing it for Casey. But Courtney's And Courtney's like, wait, where's Brad? Kate's just like, I don't want to talk about it. Courtney's like, oh, you know, you can always try internet dating. Then again, this was also before Tinder, before that was kind of the norm. So... Mm-hmm. Next scene, Kate sits alone, then John Voigt comes in to give some fatherly advice, as I'm sure John Voigt does. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Brad, is Brad weaving ponchos for people in Yucatan or some shit? He's like, yeah, I knew y'all were lying the whole time about not wanting to come to Christmas. And he's like, listen, I did it too, but, you know, I would do anything to have that time back. You can, you can be honest. And Kate's like, I was honest, but it wasn't what I wanted to hear. Then we get the next scene. Brad's driving back to the city all alone. Then the next scene, Kate and the family sit around the dinner table with her side of the family. John Voigt blesses the food and the family, but there's an empty chair next to Kate. Something's not right. Next scene, Brad returns to his father's house. Mike, I'm going through this last part fast. Was there anything you wanted I, to you wanted to I, touch I on? Okay, no, I'm I'm super glad you're going through this really quickly. It's like this last bit is like supposed to be the wrap up where it's like, oh, and here's the real here's when the conflict comes to a head. And we really see that they they need each other when they really look between the lines. It doesn't fucking work. They both they're both. They, it's neither not of the them movie, grow. It's not what the movie set up in the previous scene. It's like 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 I mentioned at the start of this review, this whole movie it's like it started as a rom-com and then like 15 minutes and they're like, okay, skits. And they do skits with different families with like the redneck family, the religious crazy family. But then they wanted, but then like in the last like 20 minutes, they were like, oh shit, we got to revert back to the fucking, you know, rom-com aspect of this movie. But it doesn't work when you've spent like, you know, the majority of your movie just, fiddle dicking around with skits and not focusing on the relationship between the two that like it just doesn't work no it god it doesn't it really doesn't it's just you're not they don't work at all on the relationship between brad brad and kate all they do is sit there and find slapstick humor and just shove that down your throats and then they go by the way a baby's involved bye and you're like no what Come on, like it's got to be like the movie needs to sit there and put more effort into the problem. You can't just sit there and be like, oh, beachy dubs. It's there. Like at least have it be a weighty thing. That is an obvious problem from start to finish. Like they don't carry through with it ever. Yeah. So 
yeah, like I said, John Voight says a blessing. Brad returns to his father's house. Howard's just like, huh, Brad, did you forget your tampons? But Brad's like, tells Kate, tells um Howard about Kate leaving, mentions how Kate wanted kids and he didn't. And Howard's confused, is like, you shitting me? That's my boy. And Howard's being, you know, just real supportive of his son. So they Howard go sounds like an incel. Howard's just an old incel. <laughs> He's like <laughs> Howard is Howard is two steps away from like calling calling his wife a femoid or some shit like that. Howard, no, listen. Howard is the grandfather of the red pill movement. <laughs> Howard is the OG red pill. He's out, he he's he's out here saying gamers rise up in like 1992. <laughs> gamers rise up on your. No, no, Super Nintendos. <laughs> and then later, gamers, your PlayStations. Gamers, put down your Super Mario and come out here and protest. So, yeah, Howard, so yeah, Howard says, like, oh, yeah, that's my boy. And then they go inside. Next scene, you know, Kate's sitting around with her family and they're shooting the shit. And Brad's inside of his childhood bedroom and is looking around at it. Kate's doing the same, you know intercutting between Kate and Brad at their similar locations. Then the next scene, Kate's drinking red wine on a couch. Probably the drink I was talking about um, earlier in the podcast. So, oh yeah. Yeah. So doorbell gets rung. It's Brad. He's at this, he's at the, you know, door and Brad's like, okay, I don't just want to have one kid. Let's have two. So he can have a friend. So Brad, you know, he does the Vince Vaughn thing where he's talking really fast, you know, trying to like make things very cut, makes things seem like very fast moving and convoluted. But then he's like trying to go back and forth and it's supposed to be funny. And Brad's like, I want to have these conversations with you. I want to go through these troubles with you. So they kiss and Brad's like, oh, yeah, the financial benefits of having a kid, they can take care of us when they're old. Not a fucking guarantee, guys. So, yeah. So Brad's like, you know, we're not going to jump right into this. We're going to plan it out. Case like, yeah, we're going to plan things out. And then one year later, pretty much exactly to the day, boom, they have a kid. What a big fucking surprise. It also turns out to be the new year baby, like the first baby born in the new year. And, you know, mm -hmm. they say that, oh, families can come in and start visiting soon. And how fucking COVID has changed things. Um, oh, yeah, by the way, the news, nope. the news anchors out from earlier is reporting on the first baby born in the new year. And, you know, the news anchor just bursts into this hospital room, which feels very. Illegal. I, it's like it's like you just, just see I just wrong. like the idea. I just like the idea of like you see Wolf Blitzer like dive roll through a window and it's just like. It's just like you had the first baby of the year. What do you feel like? And they're like, oh, it's. Confused more than anything else, or you just see like Anderson Cooper, like Anderson just Cooper in the room, like a, Anderson Cooper does a backflip into the hospital room and is like, "This is an Anderson Cooper 360." <laughs> I just like <laughs> Al Roker, like kicks down, kicks through a vent, oh and God. it's just like, and it's like, <laughs> it's like you just said the first baby of the year is like, there's like four news anchors in here at once. <laughs> Michael Strahan is there too for some reason. We gotta we gotta throw him in there. <laughs> no, Michael, you just, Michael Strahan and Kelly Ripa just like do a gymnastics routine <laughs> up a wall. <laughs> Celebrities in weird situations. So, so yeah, the, 
Nanker comes in and is like, oh, yeah, how does it feel to have the, you know, first banker? Oh, by the way, we're live. And then, of course, the baby throws up on them. Mm-hmm. Vince Vaughn wrenches. And that's the that's the fucking movie. As quickly as this movie arrived, it is just as quickly just disappeared from our minds. Like um, a like like a like a like a like a wet fart. It just sort of ends and just sort of dissipates and you're left going <laughs> like you're not going, oh, what it is. You're going, oh, okay. oh, oh whatever. It's over. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll start off first. This was not a good movie, guys. But no. it's very like we were talking. We, we were talking before we were recording about like what type of bad movie we would classify this as, and I think we've come to the conclusion that this is like the inoffensive bad movie. Like yeah. I, I kind of lumped this in with Zoom a little bit because oh, it's yeah. you know it's a rom com. It's not funny, but you're gonna for like you're gonna forget about it, and like it's not good. I didn't really hate myself while I was watching it. But that doesn't mean I thought oh, it was good. I kind of, I, 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 the way I watched it is I kind of sat there, slumped down on, on my couch. I watched it, and then I didn't change positions the entire in the entire video, or the not the entire movie. And then mm-hmm. I kind of once the movie ended, I turned I turned off the movie without changing positions, and then I moved over to the next like like TV show and didn't even have a second thought. Wasn't like, wow, what an interesting movie or oh, that was a piece of shit. I was kind of like, all right, that was dumb. Moving on. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's so inoffensive. So bleh. Like it's, it's there. It's there. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you guys need to go check this one out. Um, like some of the other bad movies we've talked about there somewhere we're like, yeah, no, you guys definitely need to go check this one out. It's so bad. This one, no. Yeah, I mean, unless, you're good. Uh, I mean, if you got like a good drinking game out of it, maybe, you're, but eh, I, I wouldn't. I in wouldn't. my opinion, in my opinion, you're better off watching a Hallmark movie. Yeah. You're better off watching, you're better off, because there are so many of those Hallmark drinking games where it's like, my God, it is it is a ball just turning on a Hallmark movie and just getting just just wasted with your friends. This is kind of one of those where you and your buddies have to sit there, turn to each other and consciously unanimously say the phrase, let's watch four Christmases. And you know what? If you if you do, guys, you know, more power to you. Go, yeah, like we said, go watch a Hallmark Christmas movie. You can find a shit ton of them on YouTube. I didn't realize this until literally I just looked up Hallmark. Can you really? Movie. Yeah, I'm literally like, I'm just looking. I'm I, I looked up Hallmark on YouTube. Hallmark Christmas movies on YouTube. Um, great. What's the name of this one? It, I don't even know what the, it doesn't even say the fucking name of it. Um, lo- love at the Christmas contest 2022 holiday. Hol- Christmas at the Plaza. Christmas in royal fashion, destined at Christmas, a Christmas arrangement, Christmas crush. Yeah, guys, there are so this one looks like a gay Christmas movie. So, you know, more more power to you. My Christmas Prince. That's a lifetime movie. But, you know, same same thing. Same thing. Uh, yeah. Go go find a fucking Hallmark movie to watch, guys. 
get wasted, release your inner white girl, and you know, li- you know what, live your best life. Live your best life out there. Live, live your truth. Live your truth, guys. And that's been this episode of the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. Go follow us on socials, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. You, you guys know the deal by now. You guys know the drill. And tell tell your friends. Tell tell everybody about this podcast. We watched Four Christmases. It was there. Impersonate Elon Musk and tell him on Twitter. <laughs> you know, by the time this podcast comes out, there's a strong likelihood that Twitter might just not exist anymore. <laughs> that is true. That is true. We're, we're <laughs> there is a very strong likelihood that Twitter is just dead in the water. <laughs> like, it's just a completely dead website. <laughs> yeah, and if it is, guys, you know what? Go follow us on MySpace. We don't have a MySpace, but who knows? Maybe that'll be popular we're, again. We're bringing Friendster back, baby! <laughs> Napster. <laughs> hear, hear us out. We're we're only gonna be found on uTorrent now. <laughs> oh god. Okay. I'm, I'm tired, guys. I'm going to bed. That's been this episode of the Messed Up at Midnight Podcast. We'll we'll see y'all next week. <laughs> see you next week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>